0: Welcome and thank you for listening to the Smiles Matter podcast, hosted by Microdental Laboratories. I'm Laura Kelly, and in this series, we have been speaking with game changers, movers, shakers, and some of the most successful leaders in the dental profession regarding their comeback strategies. Today, we have the opportunity to hear from one of the most notable and world-recognized pioneers in dentistry, Dr. Larry Rosenthal. I was able to connect with Dr. Rosenthal during this time to hear some of his thoughts and his approach to the crisis we're facing today, learning how his practice has endured economic downturns during some of the most challenging times. Let's take a listen. Hello, Laura. I'm all ready. Oh, you sound all ready. How are you? I want to let you
1: know. You ready for this? I just came from the ocean
0: Okay, so you what? Your hair's wet. You got salt water. What's on? The ocean. Yeah, I, answered, I, I came out of the shower. And I, answered, do I, do something? I think that you know I've known you for a really long time. We've known each other, but I think it's really interesting to to learn a little bit more about you. And just uh, if you could just share with our listeners, came interested in dentistry.
1: Well, honestly, my brother was a dentist. I had people in my family were dentists, and I wanted to be a rock star, and a musician. And I had a choice. Sal so was a rock star fail as a dentist. I said, I got a better chance of succeeding as a dentist. So I'm going to go that route. <laughs>
0: Great. And didn't you, I think you shared with me a long time ago that you actually used to drive. Didn't you have a, a taxi cab?
1: I did a lot of things. I, I worked as a musician on the U S independence in several boats in, in a little, um, teenage rock and roll kind of band in a lounge act. Uh-huh. We used to go in New York city. It was like, there were no rules. You could go on sidewalks and I loved not having rules. So it was perfect for me. <laughs> I did that. I, I put the plastics over dresses for my father's company in East New York, which is an area where no one spoke English except me. Then I did a lot of things. You know, I was a I was a busboy. I was I always with my own income, my own ten dollars, whatever it might be.
0: Yeah, that that's awesome. I love that. What we're facing today, we have a lot of people that are, you know, obviously, really connected in the in the dental community, and a lot of young dentists out there, people at different stages within their practices. And, and just with the specific challenges, you know, that you faced during your career, and having some experience of, of uh, really creating from from the ground floor, of one of, the, I mean, the most successful dental practice and teaching career that, you know, what what strategies would you would you um, maybe have you have a applied in the past and what could you share with people right now what they're dealing with
1: okay so let me give you a little history first of all when i got into dentistry the first patient you usually have friends well my brother was a dentist he was five years older than me so he had all the family of friends thank god he did but he did so then i went ahead and i started on an area and i said to myself i'm i'm doing dentistry and we used to call it drill fill and build dentistry it was drilling a filling uh, filling a filling and then it was billing the patient I said, there's something wrong about that. It doesn't make sense that we have to wait to get our money. We have to wait to go get patient approval. We have to wait. Instead of us being proactive, we react to everything. And then I would look at the people I was treating, and I said, oh, my God. Everyone came in for this tooth that had a slight crack or a hole or sensitivity. And I'm looking at their teeth, and I'm saying, don't they care about the rest of their teeth? They're not in the right position one, they're moving around. I started to say that I would like them not to tell anyone I'm their dentist. It didn't make me look good because the teeth were bad, and if that's a dentist that I'm going to, I have bad teeth, and how does that build my uh, reputation? So I started to go ahead and bond teeth and put little stars in people's teeth and gold and things. I try and set myself apart, and I had struggles along the way. When the veneers came out at the beginning, everyone said you can't do them; it's not going to work. Don't go to Larry Rosenthal; he's a high-priced salesman. Then so I have people come. Son in my practice trying to get money from me and and we were trying to sabotage my life because I was a, a main target out there. The thing that I learned the most and I think you have to know today is you have to believe in yourself. And you have to know that in these times, it's going to be difficult for every single business to start up again and do it. However, if you are at the top of your business and you believe in it and you have some people in support systems like your staff, like your patients, like people that you know in the neighborhood in the US, they need to go to the dentist in a while. They're going to want to come to you. You're going to have to go ahead and introduce certain aseptic procedures, whatever you are, you have to Cutting edge and with some ideas we can discuss how you build that practice but you build the practice through you you have to believe in you you have to have skills you have to know it and you need to have a team that supports you I'm going to tell you a story present. Again, next question
0: Laura. <laughs> wow, that's a that's a great opening. You know, and you know, specifically now too and I know that, you know, your practice being in in New York and and coming out of like 2008, coming out of 9/11, is there anything that that feels the same or or, or looks different to you and and things you're thinking of now compared to what you've been through?
1: Well, coming out of 9/11, coming out of a lot of things that we've had exist in New York. We've had race riots, we've had um, blackouts, we've had cutbacks in facilities and everything. Nothing's quite like this. The universal thing. And you have to know you're not in it alone. Every single person, regardless of how it happened, why it happened, where it happened, and what's going on right now when we go back, is in the same boat. Everybody's starting at the at the um, you know, from the starting gate. And everybody's starting up again. So you can go ahead and accelerate your starts. 9/11 was unbelievable. Who would fly to New York after 9/11? Who would want to go anywhere? You lost the entire tourist trade and restaurant trade, and everything in New York was out. Now it's a whole different ball game again. But we're going to conquer this, and we're going to open it up. And New York was devastated. I look at it as the service that I'm going to provide to my patients is gonna be so exceptional that if they appreciate it before, they're gonna appreciate it tenfold now because of what they went through. They're going to. They're gonna wanna to take care of themselves. They may say it's about time I started taking myself, because you never know what's happening anywhere
0: mm-hmm. and to anyone. No, that's a that's a really good point. What what kind of comeback strategies like specifically, what would you what would you start focusing on now? Like what is there anything in regards to patient engagement activities that you're doing right now? Anything that you and your team are focusing on anything on, you know, I know you're you've got, you know, very progressive practice. But is there anything that's of particular interest, anything different on the health and safety or digital technologies or patient engagement, anything like that?
1: Let me tell you a few things. Number one, right now we have started since the first week of this. We have staff meetings over the phone, we have Skype meetings. It's encouraging, it's promising, everybody's supporting each other because people are pretty sad, particularly in New York City. Mm-hmm. And if anyone needs some help, if there's a little help along the way, financial or advice wise or anything, you know, what we do is we have new patients that we now either Skype and we do consults over the phone so they know what's going on they get to meet you they haven't been there before they're on the books that we scheduled we encourage them we tell our patients and we we send out a small virtual type of newsletter to keep them informed of where we are what we're doing what our community is a little dental community it's from all different nationalities all those people from all over the world there's everything we are an equal opportunity employer and we, we all share that but we're one big family you have to get together start now you don't wait till the office opens when I say you can come back to your office you send notes to patients you send recalls to patients you send notes to them but you have a little bit of empathy and sympathy for what's going on and how we're going to go ahead and either be tested or test them these steps we use and how we're as concerned about everything in health we always were but even to another degree now mm-hmm.
0: I think you're right what I really uh, enjoy hearing is is that empathy part of it and really connecting with them and, and understanding that you know, they've got the, from your community, right? And, and you and your team, I know, are really good at that.
1: See, another thing is I also wrote a book, and you also sometimes have pictures of doing cosmetics and doing that stuff. You can online send it to them and they can take a picture of their smile or a picture of what their problem is even if you haven't even met them or if they do have an emergency it's even a true emergency people just want to be supported they want to know someone's there for them and if you're there to another level you already are ahead of the game what you do in the office and how you treat them is another thing but what you really it's a genuine caring now only does it make them feel better and the staff feel better but you as a dentist feel better you feel connected Time. Everything is
0: stood still. Yeah. Is, is there anything that you're planning on doing different? Your practice is, is absolutely beautiful. I've been there. And is there anything that you're changing when it when it comes to how you're going to be relating with patients in the practice?
1: Well, first of all, we have to figure out what we're going to do about women and about people being close to them, and about seeing them, and about time management. And about do we separate time? Do we do our preps only in the morning or? morning and consultations only in the afternoon or emergencies at a certain time slot that we set instead of half hours or every hour same thing with hygiene, what we want to do. Mm-hmm. We're going ahead and we're going to make sure everyone knows how instruments are done, how we take care of, them. if we have to review that with them, we do, we ask them before their appointments, we're giving them a question. What concerns are the most? What can we ask you? What can we answer the most? What do you have to know to feel comfortable here? Because we want to feel comfortable working on being treated by us. Yeah. That's so we really ask that feedback even more and more. Our feedback used to be about, you know, I guess how we took care of patients, but more what they like. Here it's more about the experience of being comfortable in a dental office after a pandemic. That mm-hmm. pandemic.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like we don't have a real playbook on this, right? Everybody's <laughs> doing the best to figure this out, but I think that what you're sharing is really on the right track.
1: We're trying to be leaders in that. We're trying to write the book on that and let it go ahead and help dentists go ahead and re you know reopen their practices and how particularly actually i was i was asked to by shine through certain um there's some things right now we're discussing with the former dean of mru school that's very progressive that's honest and open and that will go ahead and ensure safety and ensure confident and ensure confidence
0: well that's great
1: well we're going to have testing and we'll we'll see if we can get finger pricking in the office we do things get antibodies we're going to see what's available to us be able to use anything that is available if there's a swab else, we're going to have it and I encourage everybody to make sure they get on the front line and either talk to this so you get it first because if you do that you're going to feel better working on pace to be safe and they are too mm-hmm. this is going to end it's going to be in the next few months and go ahead and be able to try and start things up and if someone does a consult, not comfortable, they are not going to come but they, listen they've been away for a while These patients need more treatment than they did before because of neglect and everything else that's been going on.
0: Mm -hmm. No, good observation, really, and uh, I think you're right. We're going to come. No one would have wished for this to happen in a million years, but we're going to come out of this stronger and better. And I think dentists play a real important role in leading it, like you said. So thank you for sharing that. I know you. You need to. I want to hear what this comment was in regards to the president. What, What do we got going on there?
1: Okay. The president, a long time ago, had come to me, to me, basically. Larry, it's not enough to have your employees go ahead and work for you and do a good job. When we were talking about a specific situation, I'm trying to shorten it. I know him a long time. Mm-hmm. And I've learned a lot from him, both positive, mostly positive, and some things that are not true in terms of how I believe things should be done. But the man has a, a, a strong... Like him or not, support him or not, and he really wants to do a good job for me knowing him for, for 25 years, very, very, you know, fairly closely in a lot of different circumstances. But not politically, else, I want to go ahead. What we'll do is, um, see, one second, no, no, I'm on the phone, it's a podcast. <laughs> so, um, the bottom line is that what I want to me, one thing is enough to go ahead and do their job, but the most important thing is they have to believe it's it's support the practice they have to believe in you they have to support you they have to let people know that patients are lucky to be in your practice and work for his his administration not his administration at that time it was it was his um business and he said to, and i looked at that and i said my who are the people in my practice that work for me Maybe be technically good but really are not there they're not all in and then who are the ones that are not so technically good but are all in and can be trained and that's how we built our staff. And our staff hires the other staff. You know, Jackie's been with me so many years. The, these are nuts and bolts of how we do everything. And it's a team effort. And you have problems in the team, more so than it ever was before. And I'm going to tell you something. Our team can't wait to go back to work. They're being paid right now, most of them. All right? I I mean, right now. So it's, they have a, a built-in vacation in a horrible time back to work and it's not about their financial work they're getting it it's about the fact they want to they just want to be part of this whole thing and everybody's missing everybody everybody feels like they're part of their family is not there and and you know we're so supportive of each other that it gives me unbelievable great pleasure in the most difficult time and i'm so proud of them and happy for them and i miss them a lot they're part of my life
0: that's that's so true That's what you've created, and I'm so glad that you shared that with everyone because no matter where you are in your practice, I think that you, you, those types of things are so important to remember and to really value as we come out of this, that we're only as strong as our team, and having everybody on the same page, like you said, for sharing that, uh, that, that meant a lot to hear it from you, how important it is to you. Gosh, there's so much. I wish I could keep you on the phone for, like, days because I know we would share so much. Is there anything else that you'd like
1: to Yeah, I, I would like to say that. And, and I really mean this from the bottom of my heart. I think you, just Laura, most of the professionals around the country, and the labs that do a great job, as I also believe, our profession, dentistry, and the dentists that bring you know the reality what we're trying to produce and, and what results we have, the effort we're putting into it, is truly a leader in the world today. People go to the dentist, they expose everything about themselves, and let us work on them with unbelievable faith we are very important to trending of what this is going to be. And i think we have to be spent a little more time engaging the patient personally a little more time making an effort to making them more time with the staff and understanding and saying we need you to go ahead and make this patient feel safe and comfortable and make them feel better about down to. and the more you engage them and the more you make them feel better about themselves not just the dentistry everybody's gonna benefit from how you do it. So we are now at the forefront of this major change and down curve and ultimately a new world we have, but I think it's gonna be different, but perhaps in some ways better, in some ways a little more of adjusting. And I think as dentists, if you take on that role, you're gonna feel great about yourself, you're gonna build in the practice, everything's gonna work, we'll do it by different rules maybe, but I really believe that your life will be more fulfilled in the end and you'll be better as a dentist and do more service to the public.
0: Well, thank you so much. I know that there's a lot going on and I just want to thank you from the from my heart and everybody here that uh, for spending some time with us today and really sharing your perspective and your insight and, and um, your empowering words. You've really inspired and, and motivated so many people and I just want to thank you, Dr. Rosenthal. That was really, really uh, inspiring. Thank you. Thank you, Laura.
1: God bless you and God bless everyone and uh, let's just get together and pull together and we'll be number one as we were before at even a
0: higher level.
1: Thank, Thank you. you. You've been listening to the Smiles Matter podcast created by Microdental and Modern Dental Laboratories. For more information, you can go to our website, www.microdental.com slash smilesmatterpodcast or find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify or anywhere else podcasts are available. Thank you for listening
0: because we believe that smiles matter.